podcast. I am Melissa Matheson, and boy, are we in for a treat today. One of the most sought after, long awaited, most requested podcast guests are finally here together. If you know them, you love them. John and Kaylin Moore. I've known John and Kaylin more than a decade, and today we are reaching all the way back to the beginning to hear their story of how they met, went on a date a few years later, didn't work out, had a second first date, and finally got married. We also talk about all the things, food and gardens and chickens and cooking and, well, a surprise I was not expecting to hear. I'd recently felt like they were coming into a season of transition, but I was clearly not prepared for this news to be dropped at the table on the day we recorded this episode. So grab your coffee and join us at the table. We're talking about the airplane hangar in Hamilton, broken toes, and who made the first move today on What's Next, God? This is like one of the most long-awaited podcast episodes (laughs) ever in the history of the podcast. Why? (laughs) Because you're here. I'm not that special. John. (laughs) Maybe it's because you've been... I don't want it's to say because avoiding. you've been eluding the podcast. I've been, I've been reticent. <laughs> you have to been comply. mentioned by several podcasties. Because <clears throat> I listen to them all, and so I'll hear our names occasionally mentioned. Many people have mentioned. And I have heard many people say specifically, you gotta get John Warren on this podcast. I have I nothing that. interesting to say. Are you, that's what makes it perfect. <laughs> if you felt like you had so much to say, I would no one be would interested. Like you, first of all. <laughs> no one would like you. Uh, one, I like having you here because one, you like coffee with me and uh, we kind of go way back. Short. We go back a ten, long time. Ten, Longer ten than plus. ten. Yeah. I moved here February of 11. Yes. So I'm in my 11th year here. But before you moved here, you know, we interacted ministry to ministry and stuff uh, before. So we just kind of have a long history of just friendship and ministry and food and coffee. And of course, Kaylin, we've known each other just as long. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you've been on the podcast before. But the first time with John Moore. Yes. John, what's your middle name? I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Did I know this? I guess technically that's true because he has two. Oh, you have two names. Wait a minute. He does not want to disclose them. We will not disclose them. You can disclose one. No, be a man of mystery. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just John Moore. You can give your initials and let people guess. Some people call me Mr. John. Oh, And I'm just like, no, no. it's just John. Thank you. Just John. I'm going to call you just John. (laughs) Just John. (laughs) Just John. Uh, JJ, just John. Um, Yeah, because you're not John, though. It's always... John Moore. John Moore. Mm-hmm. Like I was always Melissa Cole, mm-hmm. you know, before I got married. And after I've been married seven years and I'm still Melissa Cole. Mm-hmm. I still call Molly Molly Cole in my head. <laughs> she, I'm like, yeah, you know, Molly Cole and Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, well, John and Kaylin, I have a million things I want to talk about. Not a million things I want to talk about because we get to talk all the time, but a million things I want everybody to hear about in your life. But uh, we have to talk about coffee first because everybody inquiring minds want to know about coffee. John is drinking coffee. John, tell Damn. us about your coffee selection today. It's iced. Just iced coffee. It's always Sugar? iced. Yeah. Always iced. You are never a hot coffee drinker ever. No, I occasionally will drink a cup of hot coffee when offered or when it's really cold. I mean, we're talking single digits or below zero. 
Even um, then. Even I've then. Never, he always says that, but in the times when it is still really cold, I've never seen him be like, okay, yeah, today's the day. It's hot coffee. It's, <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not that I don't like hot coffee. I just prefer it iced. You prefer it iced. Mm-hmm. I, I drink hot drinks. I drink hot tea mm-hmm. and things. I drink hot, hot I drink hot tea frequently, like before bed, like as a wind down kind of ritual. And uh, Kaylin is very um, kind to humor me in that. And I'll say, do you want a cup of hot tea? And she's like, sure. And I make the, make us each a cup of hot tea. And then when it's time to go to bed and I pick up her mug, Mine's it's completely bed. full. <laughs> That's <laughs> but all right. She, she humors me. I've done hot tea at bedtime, like a chamomile or something soothing to kind of help me wind down. But I never really feel like it helps me wind down. First of all, it doesn't taste that good. It's not. It's that's to, to me. Most hot teas, herbal teas are OK. Like this is okay. I'm not. I'm, it doesn't feel like a luxury, exciting thing. Yeah. To me. I love the floral, herbal, medicinal sort of tastes flavors of teas, hot teas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. do you ever make them hot and put them over ice yeah, sometimes yeah i, I do. hate that she that's hates even worse, that to worse. Me. Like if i make if i make a pitcher or a craft of an iced tea and it's like an herbal tea or say like something harney and sons or something from england or something special that's got like bergamot or something in it and she pours it thinking it's sweet tea oh i'm mad she's hot <laughs> Yeah, she is like fiery. I'm like, where is the Louisiana tea in this house? Where is the black tea with two cups of sugar? And maybe a little. I like fruity hot. I mean, fruity iced tea. So like Like raspberry. Sometimes we'll do black tea with peach or black tea with raspberry, and I love that. But medicinal herbal. Eh, not your thing. I might drink it hot and not drinking it iced. I'll do it only because I'm trying to be healthy or detox. Not because I love it. My kind of thing. Uh, Kaylin, one of my favorite things you said when you were on the podcast last year was you drink sugar in your coffee because you love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> one time I was trying to, uh, I was like, I'm going to give up this this tablespoon of sugar every day. Like, that's going to be a good step for wellness in my life. Yeah. And then I just Googled, like, how many calories is in one tablespoon of sugar? And I, off the top of my head, I think it was like 40 calories. Not and enough. It, I was up. like, 40 calories? That's not enough to change Why my world. I ruined my morning ritual over 40 calories. I'll have my tablespoon of sugar. Thank I'll you keep, very much. I'll keep that tablespoon of sugar. With your iced coffee, John, do you just do like one glass? What do we call it? Jar? One jar? Well, like I make it in, in a mason jar every morning, and it's about 32 ounces that I take to work. And that's it for the day? That's it for the day. I don't okay, drink anything else after that. All mm-hmm. right. Now, sometimes somebody will like... Bring me an iced coffee to work, like as a happy or a treat and a surprise, and I'll enjoy that. But I don't have another another cup the rest of the day. And that's it. Mm-hmm. What is your beverage of choice during the day? Just are you a water or, drinker? Water. I drink water at work. A lot of water. Mm-hmm. Now, do, he, he really enjoys the dark beverage soda. <laughs> <laughs> so don't let him fool you because sometimes he will have to crack open a Pepsi midday to yeah. make it through. Mm. If, I, if I have to drink soda, Pepsi is my... Is, is my, your go-to. Is my go-to, yeah. Well, all right. And, and if I have a soda... I mean, do you put like vanilla in it or something to make it? I'll drink Coke with a squeeze of lime. (laughs) (laughs) If I drink Coke, I like to have a squeeze of lime in it. But um, if I have a soda, then I don't have any other soda the rest of the day. It's just the one. Yeah, just the one. Um, Because it's just. I've gotten to where it is too much. It's well, it's too sweet for me. I can't. I'll take a sip just when I need like that 
something like punch you in the face kind of thing. Like you just need a little, mm -hmm. but it's just too sweet and I can't drink it. Now carbonated water all day yeah. long. Give me my spark of water. So I've been, I've been keeping Perrier at work and things like yeah. that to help get the burn. Yes. That, that three o'clock yes. afternoon burn down the throat. Without all the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You just need, sometimes you just need that three o'clock burn down the throat. Kyle yep. Washington would say, sometimes you need something to break it up. <laughs> like you yeah. eat something heavy and then you need something to break yeah, it up. And that's it. what a, a sparkling drink does for I love that, Kyle. That was, <laughs> that's a good way to, to describe it. Uh, it's the weekend. What is your normal weekend routine what do we do on weekends we normally just get our butts kicked by a couple yeah. of toddlers <laughs> we, we have a we have a two and a half year old and a one year old so our lives don't belong to us anymore no I'm sorry <laughs> you are forever Levi and Elsie's mom and dad mm -hmm. uh, I mean so, but today you're John and Kayla yes, on the podcast exactly. but for the next two hours because I'm Molly Cole's mom yeah. <laughs> it's okay I've accepted it yeah so let's talk a little bit about how you met, dated, and married. Okay. Because that's a story when people thought that y'all might be coming on one day. They said, well, let's tell that story because it's a really great story. And I think some of the times that we've alluded to you guys on previous podcasts with other people, it's because we were talking about relationships. Oh, wait. No, you weren't on the podcast. That was Laura and Jen. Right, when we on did your single series. Mm -hmm. Single series. You came on right after the single series, mm -hmm. and we talked about single series then. Yeah, so, because your story is very unique, but yeah. very beautiful. And people need to hear this story, because I think it will be the testimony of Jesus, the yes. spirit of prophecy Amen. to somebody, that sometimes it doesn't always look like what you think it's going to look like. Yes, exactly right. Who wants to start? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Okay, so we'll start with met. Uh, we met. Okay, so back. Let's go way back. Back in two thousand and nine, <coughs> Eddie James came to your church and revival broke 2008. out. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So John got very connected to Eddie James Ministries in two thousand eight. Like a revival happened at his home church, and Eddie was there for many, many weeks, months, 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 almost wow. a year. So he got very. I did not know about that. Yeah, he took. It was about a year period of time, and he took every available date that he had, and he just kept coming back to our church on all of his available dates. And we had gang members and prostitutes and drug addicts getting wildly saved. It was wild. And, you know, I worked full time um, uh, for, for a florist, florist yeah. at the time and did a lot of events and um, stuff for her. And I served my church in hospitality like I do here now. And so that's how I met Eddie at that time. Because he was doing, feeding the team all the time. <clears throat> I was yeah. feeding his crew multiple yeah. times a week for months and months. So that is how John gets connected to Eddie James in 2008. At that time, I'm living you in Georgia. You are not anywhere near here. Uh, where no, where did in, you grow up? In the St. Louis area mm -hmm. on the Illinois side, Granite City, Illinois. Granite City, Illinois, born and raised. Mm -hmm. And then that's where this church was, where yes. you met Eddie. Meantime... Kaylin yeah, is in, in high school. <laughs> Were you in high school or in, kindergarten? In 2008, I was in high school. In I, Georgia. Yes. Yeah. And so then uh, fast forward a couple of years, John ends up going on the road with Eddie James Ministries. So they like... 
Eddie's like, please come help me yeah. administrate some of these things that I'm trying to so do. So for people that don't know, Eddie is a, a worship leader, a pastor, father, just carries a sound of awakening, a ri- revival, um, ministry. connects, yes, mm-hmm. ministry guy, and travels with an entourage mm-hmm. of a people large entourage. <laughs> that he had, that really just climb on a bus because they're homeless, they're addicts, they have no place to go, and mm-hmm. he just says, let's go. And so do Due to the nature of his ministry and how kind of chaotic it can be, they he, needed an, he saw admin an administrative gift and was like, please come with me. So John so resisted I, it for a little while. And I resisted it for several months. I was working. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was serving my church. I just wasn't interested in uprooting my life. And how old were you? Uh, when I went on the road, I was 28, about to be 29. Wow. So I was established, yeah. you know, in age and in life and yes. in patterns and routines. <laughs> yeah, you weren't just a 19-year-old kid no. that, what am I going to do with my life? So uh, he hired me as his administrator, and I um, was running the ministry part and overseeing scheduling and booking. And um, I was the child advocate for any minors that were on the team and making sure that homeschooling and things like that were being done. and making connections with pastors and ministries. And then um, due to the nature of my job, it became hard to continue to do that from the road. So he moved me off of the road um, to his office in Hamilton um, mm-hmm. to do that job. In 2011. Into February of 11 <laughs> is when he moved me full-time to Hamilton to have an office and be able to work and do the job uh, more proficiently than from yes. the seat of a bus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yes. So <laughs> makes then a lot of sense. by the time he gets here in February of 11, I'm a first year student at RSM. So I moved here in the summer of 2010. I had been doing school. So when he moved here, I was in RSM. So now yeah. we're living in the same city. Don't yes. really know each other. I see him at like at morning mm-hmm. prayer. Like I'm seeing him around. But I, yeah, RSM is other. the ramp school of ministry. It's ministry school we have here in, in Hamilton, Alabama. Yes. So that's how we both landed in the same city. And then when was the ramp at the hangar? It was in March of that year. It was March of that of year. 11? Yep. And okay. that's when I first met that's, John. That's when I was I doing events for the ramp ministry. And you were doing, were you doing bookstore? I was doing event, all events. events. All, all, yeah. I remember yeah, all events. And so mm. in the store was when I connected with him because he brought in Eddie's product yes. for the, for the retail space. And that's when I met on that day. I met you. I met Kaylin. I met another friend of ours, uh, Hannah, Jones, Hannah Jones, who's now married, Hannah May. Aww. And I met Chanda Hurd. Yes. And um, they all helped fold shirts and, and get product ready to sell. Um, for, for an this, event we a were last doing. minute event that was being such a last up. minute event. We mm-hmm. had a fire at the ramp building and had an event coming up and we had a thousand people coming and we had no place to put them. Mm-hmm. So we found an so airplane. We like, hey, <laughs> since we have a thousand people coming, we should get a bigger space and go ahead and invite 2000 yeah, people and the just list. double the size of the event yep. and do it in an airplane hangar. And let's do it. In four days. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> in cold in weather week. with no heat. In cold weather, <laughs> no heat. And so... So Ramp at the Hangar is my first memory of like meeting John March High. 2011. My, this is my name. This is where I'm from. Hi. 10 years this month. Yeah, 10 years this month. Exactly. Um, and so then from that point, he's living in Hamilton. So we're our paths are crossing. This is a small community. Yes. A small... We weren't called a church at that time, but we were going to church together, basically. And, yes. Um, 
We were so a we close getting, community. Yeah, we then. start getting to know each other. And then, you know, John's apartment quickly becomes a hub of hangout because he's feeding everybody. Yes. yes. Not the only reason, but that was, you know, that he just starts having Sunday night dinners for whoever wants to come over. And um, affectionately uh, known as Coinania. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I lived in the same apartment yes. complex across the way. Yes. 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 So, when the candle was uh, lit in yes. the window. That's right. Then dinner was served. <laughs> dinner was yep. served. So we started hanging out more, I guess, over that year or so and just became friends. But so at this time, I'm 19 years old. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I'm 19 and John is 30. Yeah. I turned year. 30 that year. Yeah. You would have turned 31. So you, when we met, I was 19 and you were 30. And then like that same year, I turned 20 and he turned 31. So we're 11 years apart. But you, so you were just friends. We're not thinking totally. anything. No, not yeah, thinking we're in, anything. We're like fast forward to like 2012 by this point. Yeah, okay. so we're still not thinking anything. Like uh, years of just know each other, lots of common friends, hang out a lot. Not hang out a lot alone, hang yeah. out a lot in, no, a in group groups. of friends. Yeah. Same groups. Right. Yes. Yeah. Having these Sunday night, like family dinners with our close knit group of friends. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're, we're just. We're just buds, really, for mm-hmm. many, many years. And then, let's see, where does the story turn? I think <laughs> in 2014, is that the year that Tollgate launched? Yes. Okay, in 2014, so by that time we've been friends three years, mm-hmm. I guess. John is in a very busy season of life. He is opening a restaurant. And so he is working, you know, opening a restaurant yes. hours, oh which my are goodness. like superhuman hours, not, yeah. not hours that people should be working no. <laughs> and under lots of pressure and in a stressful time in his life. And around that time, I'm like, mm, maybe I have a crush on John. Really? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. What struck you about I it? I think, well, actually, this is what really happened. This is, this is my version of events. John has a different version of events. <laughs> we have a mutual friend who comes to me and is like, hey, listen, I was talking to John the other day and I was asking him, like, who would you be interested in in Hamilton? Like, is there anyone you're interested in? And he mentioned you. Oh, and so this friend that's tells, not true. That's what are she we, tells me. Wait, that's what she are tells we me. selling this friend's name? This friend will tell you exactly what happened and she will tell you my version of the story. You can ask her. That's because Kaylin's version paints for a better romance novel. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you say happened? So what did this friend come to you and say? (laughs) So this friend, who is complete and utter chaos, came to me (laughs) and um, it was the restaurant had opened and it was we had closed. It was maybe a Sunday afternoon and then just sat down in a booth in the back of the cafe. I was stressed. I was exhausted you know she was just there offering some moral support and we started talking about relationships and you know she was asking me who is there anyone in hamilton who would you you know could you see a future with who would you want to ask out on a date and you know what about this person i was like well yeah that that person was great but you know, I don't want to start saying names because oh, it's embarrassing. Oh, that would be fun, but we won't. <laughs> yeah. what you, can about tell, this? you can tell me later. I'll tell you later. What <laughs> so about, what about this other person? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, definitely, you know, could be some chemistry there. I've never explored that option. These people were a little closer to my age. And then she said, what about Kaylin? And I said, you know, I don't remember my exact words. But I was like, yeah, but, you know, maybe that could work. 
you know, where she's older now. She's not a, a child anymore. She's mature. <laughs> that sounds like a yes and to me. It Where's was the like, mix-up in this? I think the mix-up is he's coming around to the true story because... No, okay. no so that, that's what happened. <laughs> this, this person, this mutual friend, paints it like I divulged in her that I had a crush on Kaylin. Oh, and did not tell the story about I, all these other people that you right. said maybe yeah. about. So okay. we had this conversation okay. and she's like, what about this person? Do you Could you see yourself dating this person or could you see yourself dating this person? And we were talking through... Because I, like, I just wasn't interested in anybody and didn't have time. Sure. And then, um, you know, she brought up Kaylin and I was like, yeah, there, you know, there might could be something there. We're good friends. We, you know, get along. We have a good time when we're together. It might be worth exploring. So I would have been like probably 23. What were you still, were you working for the ramp around then? I was, I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, uh, let's see. So this person comes and tells you this. Yeah. She's like, I think that he might have feelings for you. Like he, she's like, I'm just telling you this because I think that you should just think Mm -hmm. about what you might think or say if he ever did say anything to you about this. So this started. So she she totally started this. Yeah. So then you're thinking, oh, maybe I'm like, oh, maybe he likes me. I'm like, do I like him? I don't know. Think about it. Yeah. So I started thinking about it. So then a little bit of time passes. Mm-hmm. And the rumors are coming back to me saying, Kaylin has feelings for you. <laughs> Kaylin likes you. You should ask Kaylin out on a date. Oh, know? the joys so, of living with community. <laughs> and I mean, it wasn't like dozens of people. It was like the Whispers. same specific person. <laughs> kept whispering these things back and forth. It's like she was fanning the flames of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, whatever she did worked because well, you're sitting here no, telling no, the story. No, well, it didn't. So that, <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up being a bit of a womp womp. So we <clears throat> did go on one date during this time. Like we finally went on one date, and then after that date, we didn't like really talk about. We we didn't DTR. We didn't define the relationship. We were just yeah. going on a date. And then a couple of days later, I came to John and was like, oh, I think that we should just be friends. Okay, so I would like to go on the record as saying that I uh, took the girl out. Took My, the girl out. I borrowed a car because I had this old car. I had an old car that was paid for. There's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. But I borrowed a, some, a friend of mine had a brand new car. I borrowed a car, took her to Birmingham. We went shopping. We went out Whoa. to eat. You know, like we spent a small fortune. Spent obviously. a small fortune, like a two hundred dollar dinner. And you then know, she like, comes and says, "So, and we were having a great time." And the whole time, I was like, "I should say something," but then it's like, "Why ruin it and put that much pressure on this uh, this one night right. when we're having a blast? Let's just let's just have fun and talk about it later." So a few days pass, and we're back at the cafe. And I'm sitting at a table. It's at the end of a day. I think it was a Sunday after Sunday lunch. And we had closed. And all of our friends one by one got up and left. And it was just the two of us. And I was about, the words were about to come out of my mouth to initiate the the DTR, the determine the relationship talk. And she swipes in with a, uh, I may have had feelings for you, but I just kind of want to be friends. I did do that. I did do that. And I, I to to be honest, I can't even say I regret doing it because I was not in the right place for the relationship. I was not in the right. 
I had some hard, important lessons to learn, and I couldn't have known really then how much I still hadn't learned what I needed to learn before I could be in a successful relationship with John or with anyone, but especially with John. So I can't even say I regret it. I do regret that it happened in a hurtful way and like that it caused a rift. Well, the conversation itself wasn't hurtful. Um, you know. It was just obviously it just makes everything awkward now because now we we've like we haven't fully even expressed that we had feelings, but we went on a date, so it's like implied that there were feelings. And now I'm saying I think we should just be friends. And like for weeks and weeks and weeks, everyone's telling me shoot your shot, shoot your shot. It's time, you know. You got <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shot your and shot. He didn't even really get the chance nah. to shoot a shot. Okay. Yeah, I shot it down. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. What what was hurtful was the behavior that came after that. Gotcha. And it was, uh, she just wanted to be friends with me. Mm -hmm. But then she was completely. I was interested in somebody else. She was like. And, and then a, he had to just see it all the time. Because I mean, that's a mutual just, friend. I mean, that's the nature of Hamilton. It's yes. the nature of the community, like yes. the close knit friend. And groups so and she's like goo goo guy and gaga over this guy, <laughs> left and right, falling into his car to run to Tupelo and this and that. And so <laughs> falling when, into yes, his literally, car. <laughs> literally. There's one time I was laying on my couch sick as a dog sick as a dog and i finally got someone galen to respond to me and say that they were on their way they were coming finally i got someone come over here to my house maybe heat me up some soup or something and then she just never showed up oh and it's because she fell into somebody's car and went to tupelo and had sushi (laughs) so this is this is what i mean when i say i can't even say i regret it because though i regret that behavior i regret that season of my life yeah like i regret that non-relationship relationship I was in (laughs) I don't regret saying I need to pump the brakes on this important thing that you're trying to do with me right now because I am not there I'm not mature enough for this imagine though if it had moved forward in some of the we would have broken up if we had said okay let's date we would have broken up because I still had unresolved feelings for this other person and that's what I did have the wherewithal to realize is like I can't enter a relationship with him when I have unresolved feelings for this person and I feel like I have to see where this is going to go. Yeah. And Did you know how torturous this was for John? I think I thought it would be more torturous for us to be in a short relationship and then break up because I still had feelings for this other person. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be hurtful, but I thought it would be more hurtful if I didn't do it before we started dating. Yes. What Does was, that make sense? What mm-hmm. was more hurtful for me, though, was because as her friend, before we even like tried to have a date or see where things would go she would confide in me about these feelings for this person who never reciprocated the feelings Mm -hmm. and i thought that she had moved past that and had put that behind her and then it just so i think in retrospect i was trying to move past it and put it behind me by being in a relationship with someone else else. and And i realized after i went on this one date with john i'm like this is not this is not right it's mean. It would be mean of me 
to be in a relationship with John when I am still dealing with unresolved feelings for someone else. Yeah. It's not, it's not kind. No, it's not. It's, me it's messed up. So that's why I slid in there with the womp womp before he was able to even like officially ask me out because I knew I've got growing up to do in yep. this area. And so then I sowed my wild oats. Not really. They weren't that wild, but <laughs> I acted numb for a little while longer. And we remained and, uh, friends, and John was very gracious mm -hmm. through that whole time and was uh, very much a gentleman and did not ever. I just had to pull back. Yeah, he just pulled back. Did you, but you still still liked her through this whole time. He would um, never admit that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't date anybody else. I didn't date anybody else. Yeah. I wasn't looking anywhere else. Um, but... I would say that I probably still had feelings for her through that whole time, but I I just refused to allow myself to entertain it. Yep, good because for you. I wasn't going to cause myself constant heartache yep. every single day. And you know, it, it there was there was a you know a few months there that I had to pull back in my friendship with her and my friendship with this other person because it was just, it was too painful to watch. Sure. And so I just wasn't around. And yeah. then slowly warmed back up. And, um, you know, you and I, Melissa, had had a, a conversation years prior when you said that a man and a woman cannot be best friends if they're not married. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true you can be best friends and not mm -hmm. be you know as long as you're both unmarried you know you can't have a married woman and an unmarried man be best friends no but like if it's a single woman and a single guy they could mm -hmm. be best friends and mm -hmm. not get hurt nope like, one person always likes the other one and you you Somebody told me that you told me that, that years yep. ago and i was like that's not true and i and during the season, I was learning that, <clears throat> that I had put my friendship with Kaylin in a position that I shouldn't have because we were not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was part of my problem. That's not her problem. That's, that's not her fault. That was yeah. my fault for prioritizing that in a way that We just enter into emotional intimacy mm -hmm. way too quickly with people because we feel like, well, we're not dating, mm -hmm. but you are basically yeah. spending yeah. all of this time together, getting to know each other. That's dating. Mm -hmm. But yet we feel like if we just say we're just friends, it just kind of keeps us from being accountable and responsible. And mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So when I realized that I had did have all of these feelings and then. Obviously, they weren't reciprocated. You had to push back. I had to, I had to push back. Yes, you have to. A gentleman doesn't go where he's not wanted. So true. So, so where did when was the gentleman wanted? When did this? <laughs> okay, when was so fast forward a couple of years? See, two years. I can't believe it was that long. It was two more just, years. It just um, well, not, not quite. quite a year and a half. A year and a half. But yeah. Still, I, in my brain, it's like oh, it was six months. I forget that it was like it was all drawn out, a little thing. drawn out process there. <laughs> yes. I will, I will not offer it's a in, commentary on that drawn out period of time. What's that? Y'all were here. We were here. We know story. It's around February of 16. Yeah. So I, okay. So like towards the end of 2015, I start having this very um, 
kind of reckoning with myself and with the Lord about love in general. And I really, truly, um, I, this is why another reason why I say I don't regret ending it in 2014 before it started, because I did not understand the sacrificial nature of love and mm. like the fact that loving someone is laying down your life for them. And it's not like just like an amazing feeling or um, something that falls into your lap and happens to you and you fall into, you will hear that phrase, I fell in love with so-and-so. And that kind of offers a picture that it's like something you can't help or like it just, it just happens like to you. falling into their car to go to right, school. Exactly. <laughs> and that's not, that's not real love. That's not the real stuff. That is something else. It's infatuation. It's yes. lust sometimes, or it's just excitement immaturity. or it's immaturity. <laughs> exactly. And there are feelings there and there are romantic feelings there sometimes, but that's not love. And so I'm having this like very real realization of like, okay, so love is actually Choosing someone in the midst of all other options in the world, every, there's always going to be someone smarter or richer or better looking or more funny or more something than the person that you choose. So why are we like waiting for some ultimate version of a person when there's even whoever is the ultimate version, there's always going to be someone who's more something else that you like. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So I start having this realization, like I'm waiting for the one, right? The one who <laughs> is yeah. the most perfect for me or fits my list exactly or makes me feel in a way like nobody else makes me feel or like I'm waiting for this pie in the sky thing. And none of that plays into what real, the God kind of love is, right. which is laying down your life for someone, choosing them despite all the options in the world. Like that's what love is about. It's yes. about laying down your options. It's about laying down your preferences. It's about laying down your life. So when I, I'm having this realization, I'm like, <laughs> literally in my head, I'm like, there's like only one person I even know who is like capable of love like that, that I'm realizing is like the important kind, the only yes. kind of love that's real, that's like going to last. And it's John Moore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, this is the, the only person I even Obviously. know. <laughs> the only person I even know in my circle who's like mature enough to love like this, that I'm having this realization. And this is the kind of love that you want in marriage. This is like, the only person I even know who could do that, you know, right. and not only that, but like, I do have, I do love so many things about John. Like what's holding me back? Like, why am I, why am I thinking this is not it? What am I waiting on? Yeah. Like I'm waiting on something that is not real. Yes. I, that does not exist. Like at some point in your life, you have to put away the image of your future spouse and you have to choose a future spouse. Yes. That moment happens. And yes. many people, young people, myself included, think that it's like the version of your future spouse that you have in your heart, in your head, in your on your list, and a real person are going to combine and become your spouse. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but that's not it. It's that you're you really choose an actual human being person who is not a fantasy. They're a person. They're real. And if there are things about them that don't match up with your <clears throat> fantasy, then you lay that down. Yes. And I, for many years, didn't really fully understand that. And then I did. Okay. So the Lord helped How me. How old were you when this, this revelation okay. came to you? End of 2015, I was 23 years old. 
I was 23 and a half years old. Well, you I, figured that out a lot younger than a lot of people do. I had to go through some painful stuff to figure it out. I paid the price. <laughs> and she finally got cured with her ridiculous obsession with this other person. And, and then that was done. Literally that, it was all, there were many layers of things happening at the same time. But like, I was like, I'm done playing this game with this person who obviously does not like me back. So I'm, I'm laying that down because I'm. I realize that that's unhealthy for me, mm-hmm. and I need to leave that behind. Mm-hmm. And kind of simultaneously, I'm having these realizations about what it means to choose someone. Yes, and it's not settling. For many years, I thought if I just choose someone and they don't match up with these things on my list, then I'm settling. Right. Right. Okay. But the question is now. My question is like, what's bad about settling? For a real person who really (laughs) loves you and is really like all the things that you actually need in a spouse. Yes. Like maybe that's the kind of settling you need to be looking to do. Yes. I always said that uh, Dave is everything that I didn't know I needed. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because that God knew what I needed and and I didn't. And he's like, yeah, here's what you think you need. Here's what you need. Yeah. Right here. You're talking about choosing and stuff. One of my favorite quotes uh, from Bob Sorge, a great author, and he's talking about covenant. He's talking, you know, which marriage is covenant. But he said, covenant is saying, I choose you for better, for worse, and you don't know which. Yeah. But it's a choice. Like you're waking up every day and choosing the person Right there beside you. And you're no longer, quote, waiting for the one. No. You've chosen someone. Yes. Period. So there's no like, oh, now I don't like that about you. So maybe now you're not the one. That's just not, it's not on the table anymore. Exactly. I think for many years, I defined settling as something that, or I just saw the word settling as like the enemy. Like I can't settle. But really what I was defining as settling is just choosing. Yes. Right. You just you do choose and you you settle into all of the things that come along with that choice. Well, here's the thing. If we just are waiting for the one and we find the one it and yet we have the option over here to choose. It's almost like if we have the one, we don't have to be accountable to maintain the relationship because that's the one suited for me. Choosing me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I have to lay something down for I, this. Yes. There is responsibility and to to follow this through i don't get to change my mm-hmm. mind no i'm choosing yeah. today this person all right so now you're in love fully with john Where moore did you in 2015 on that settling <clears throat> choosing i uh, know i agree yeah fully. so okay so i'm having this this realization like okay this is what love is all about and i so my options now are now that i've had this realization and i've decided to leave this ridiculous other thing behind in 2015 at the very end, let's, let's be clear. It was like December 31st. I'm like, all right, I'm done with that. <laughs> and I'm not taking this yeah, into another year. That's literally what my thought was. I'm not wasting 2016 on this. That's for sure. Yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> Bye, George. You, you made a decision and so, stuck with it. Yes. So I'm having this realization. So now my options are. I can wait for the one or like, you know, some other person to come into my life to practice my newfound revelation on like <laughs> life down. <laughs> or I could choose someone who is in my life who I know 
know is a good match for me, who I know I have a great time with and enjoy being around and have all this rich friendship and history with and shared interests. So like, why wouldn't I just choose that one if I, if I have the option, you know? And so I'm like, okay, so I just, I can do this, right? I should, I just, I just choose John. If he'll choose me back, I'll just choose him. That's what I'm thinking to myself for a while. If only were that simple. Right, exactly. (laughs) Obviously it's not quite that simple, but I'm like, I'm, I'm coming to the realization. I think I'm willing to make this choice. I think I'm ready to make this choice. And I think I understand the full implications of it now for the first time, or at least enough of the implications to make the jump. So did you ask him out? So let's see. Let's see. And well, she was trying, she tried to come. I tried to just flirt for a while. It yeah. didn't really work. And I remember <laughs> <clears throat> she was getting, she was getting friendly. Oh. <laughs> like she had been friendly before. And I remember I had a conversation one day with a coworker of mine, um, Jennifer Bopp. And I said, I'm going to have to relay some boundaries with Kaylin because she's getting too friendly and I can't let her. He couldn't read the sign. I can't let her cross back (laughs) over that line because it's not fair. Yeah, because you were still a little sensitive. Yeah. To what happened a couple years earlier. mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So now you take over the story. Okay. And then I'll interject. (laughs) She came. She was actually. She came. She wanted to. She texted me and she wanted to see me or talk or something. And the day that she came to talk to me, I was, I was in the middle of a, like a personal crisis, Mm -hmm. like something really. This is actually, it's funny now. I had gone and pumped myself up. I went and talked to Delana Wood, our pastor. And I was like, I think I like John. I think I'm going to go tell him, like, give me, what should I do? And she's like, yes. She's like pumping me up, (laughs) giving me advice. She's like, you can do this. She's like cheerleading me. And I literally leave her house and march over to where John is at Tollgate to go talk to him. And I come out of the restaurant in the middle of a deep and unsettling personal crisis Mm -hmm. but like it's major yeah and um (laughs) the day the day that the earth fell she she ends up talking me through it and i don't tell him i don't bring me down bringing me down to earth and you know, walking me through some breathing exercises and i'm just (laughs) like i'm just like crying and crying and crying because this thing that had happened and um, so then that was it. So I didn't do it that day, even though that was I was, it. That, was that was in no. February. And then it was um, in March. No, it wasn't. It was in it February. Was in February. Yeah. And then in March. I think you texted me. It was like very early March. I texted and asked if you would like meet me at Pizza Hut so yes. we could talk. And that's when I remembered oh, she wanted to talk to me about something on that other day, on that other day. (laughs) And so going into Pizza Hut to meet with her, I kind of knew that something. He knew I was trying to talk to him. She's trying to talk to me alone. (laughs) Something is coming where nobody else is. I was literally just trying to go somewhere where maybe we wouldn't see anybody. So, not a lot of hop- options here in Hamilton, no, people. especially not in 2016. No. Yeah, not mm-hmm. for dinner. So she, we sat down in the booth and we, you know, each ordered something. And um, I lay it all out. She laid it all out. She's like, I realized I've been stupid and mm-hmm. I have feelings for you. And I think that we should try to make it work. X, Y, Z, whatever she said. I don't know. 
I'm bad at remembering words. And like, I'm sick. I mean, you can imagine. <laughs> I am, my stomach is like, it's like there's a break in my stomach. I'm sick. I feel and like I, I can throw and up I, any moment. I know she is. I know that this is a, taking a huge leap for yes. her. This, is, this has got to be hard. Because I went through all of these emotions. Yeah. You know, I didn't actually get to get the words out of my mouth. Yes. But I, I was in that seat a year and a half prior. Right. And so she... And I knew I'm going to have to be the one to tell him that if you mm -hmm. are interested in this relationship, it's safe to pursue that now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't going to because she told me she wasn't interested in it. And he was not going to pick up on my cues of flirting mm -hmm. and be like, mm -hmm. "Okay, I'll flirt back and ask her out." He was not going to do that mm -hmm. until I blatantly laid Said, it out. Hey. Yeah. So <laughs> this is true. <laughs> He's laughing. He knows. This is true. I finished saying this, bearing my heart and soul. Okay. And he says, well, I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> but X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And he's, he basically says, I need time to think about it. Yeah. I just, I needed, I just needed a minute to breathe and to think about this. Um, if I wanted to circle back around this wagon again, you know, mm -hmm. I because I, I had already processed so much about this and us already and had already kind of put it to bed, like yes, put it away. And um, I said, just give me a little while to think about this, to pray about this. And he said, I won't make you wait long. I won't make, I said, <laughs> I won't make you wait long. I promise. I said, cause I know, I know what that's like and I won't make, make you wait long. Neither one of us ain't a bite. We did not eat a single not bite, a single the food bite. That we ordered. <laughs> I wrapped totally it up to sick. go. So what I did not know was that she had a whole house full of people, all of her roommates. Yeah, waiting just to hear waiting how it with bated breath. <laughs> Throwing her. a surprise party like, yay. Yeah. So he I leave yes. and I go to come home to my house and my best friend Kyle that was my roommate, he knew mm -hmm. what was happening. And when the rest say. of us weren't as busy as John, so <laughs> we were we were talking about what was going on in each other's lives. He, he was say, he was preoccupied. He didn't say a word to me. I walked in the house, put my leftovers in the fridge, and went to my room, closed the door, and started cold roto towing. You know, just like <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. Now I do have to say that when I pulled out of that Pizza Hut, I had I had driven exactly one block. And I knew what my answer was going to be. Oh, really? So how yeah. long but did you want to know how long it was until I knew what the answer was going to be? I mean, he said it wouldn't be long. It was a month. <gasps> it was a month. A month? That's a long time. I yes. know. It's a long <clears throat> time to be an emotional purgatory. <laughs> I know. I don't remember that part. Okay. It was it was March when we had the conversation, and then it was April, April. whenever he finally got back with me. And a month. Wait. Yeah. A month. So <clears throat> I knew what my answer was going to be. I just needed to go home. I needed to take a day, maybe two, and just, you know, find the peace in it. Make sure that it was peace and not just a knee-jerk reaction. And then I was going to act on it. And in, in that period of time, her grandfather passed away. Mm -hmm. She had to go to South Georgia for the funeral. There was a conference. Um... So y'all were busy. It wasn't like a month of just like waiting yeah. by the phone. To me, it was like a month of waiting by the phone. To John, it was busy. It was, it was, 
And I, I recognize that, but like yeah. I, my, my world was in the middle of an upheaval. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of trying to change jobs and, you know, a lot of things yes. were going on in my world. And so then we, I reached out to her and I said, would you like to go to Tupelo or I think Birmingham? he used the word date. Like he texted me and was like, would you like to go on a date with me on X day? Like on, like on Friday the 10th. And that yes. is very intentional. And specific. I was like, thank God. I was like, he wouldn't ask me on a date if he's going to say no, no guys, right? He wouldn't have used the word date no, if he, he was going to say thanks, but no thanks. And so, so I knew at that point, I think this is good. <laughs> this is good direction here. So then the day comes that we were supposed to <laughs> go out. Crazy. This is crazy. I forgot about the this. day comes that we're supposed to go out and um, a friend of ours has a medical emergency and ends up in the hospital. Huge. Crisis. I remember this. And it was the day we were spent like literally I'm in the salon getting my hair curled. Like I'm like, <laughs> I am making a day of it. I look awesome. In my opinion, I was like excited. And then I'm like getting the call. We, we can't go today. Right. Our friend is in trouble. We need to help. So. So I had a medical emergency, had to go to the hospital help them through that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It turned into like a week long medical emergency for that, for our friend. And, but we, so we, we went the next day though, didn't we? It wasn't a week later when no, we went. It was a week. It was a week later. Are you sure? Yeah. Or okay. it, yeah, it, it was a few days. It, yeah. It was a few days. And, um, so I said, um, I think it was the morning of, or maybe it was the day before I said, why don't we go It tomorrow? was a weekday when we were going to go. And then it ended up being a weekend day when we did go. So it might've been like just a yeah. Few days yeah, three or four days. Yeah. And, um, she said, yes, <laughs> with a million S's and a million exclamation points in her yes. text. I was just so relieved because mm-hmm. I had been wait. I felt like I'd been waiting an eternity. And yeah. that was April 9th. Yeah. Uh, it was the day of Azusa Street. Ninth, yeah. Yeah, April 9th. April 9th yeah. of 2016. Yes. Mm-hmm. We went on our second first date. Our second the first one date. that stuck. The one that <laughs> That's stuck. what we call it. We have a first first date that didn't stick and a second first and date. Where that was this date? It was in Birmingham. Birmingham again. And this is another funny story. The day we're going, finally going on our second first date, and this is after the canceled second first date. So it's like a few days later. I'm rushing around the house getting ready. And I slam my foot into um, the leg of a chair and I break my toe. <laughs> and when I say broken, I'm talking about it Melissa, this toe is supposed to be like this. And it was like this. Ow. It was pointed the wrong direction. Ouch. And so she called me and was like, uh, I have broken my toe. <laughs> and I said, okay, do you, do you want me to come take you to the hospital? Do you want, what do you And I was like, no, 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 no. Summer's on her way. She's going to set it. Do we need so to reschedule? So came over and set my broken toe for me. <laughs> so you could go on your date. Yes. And she like, taped it to the next good toe. Like, are you sure you want to date. be on your feet, walk around? Do we need to... Um, you know, reschedule. And she goes, no, you're taking me on this date. <laughs> Nothing is standing in the way of it. But everything I planned was walking. <laughs> Farmer's market, science center. I did it. I walked it all. Um, like this cute little Sacrifice. village where we had like dinner outside. Um, I'm going to show you the image of it. And you can describe <laughs> it to your audience. It was, it's it was intense. And when we were driving to Birmingham, I told her, I said, everything that I have planned today is on foot. I said, so I said, do you want to just do something more low key? And we could try to redo all this stuff later. 
And she's like, no, no, I want to do what you planned. And I said, okay, well, how about we do this? We'll start. That's we'll right start. after it happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, she just showed me a picture of her toe. <laughs> I did right not know a toe happened. could And then after our date, <laughs> it looked like this. No. Black and blue. <laughs> and it was worth worth it. So I said, Absolutely. why don't we do this? Let's go on a date. We'll start. We'll start the sequence of events that I had planned. I said, if it ever gets to be too much to you, just be honest and tell me that you can't walk anymore. You can't stand anymore. And we'll just stop. Yeah. We'll go do something else. She said, okay. And she did every single thing. She did it all. And I knew the whole time I knew there is no way this is enjoyable. (laughs) There is no way. I don't know. It, 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 it hurt really bad when Summer said it. That was the worst pain of it. And then after that, it just felt like a bruise. Like, it just felt yeah. banged up. It didn't feel like I can't walk. It just feels like I have a horrible bruise But on my the foot. second first date with John Moore that oh, we yeah, if you're forever like, for the rest break of a few your more life, toes. I'll be fine. <laughs> We're doing it. As and long John, as I can keep them. After that day was like, she's never going to give up. This is somebody. This is somebody who's going to walk on her broken toes for me. Walk on her broken toes with me for the rest of our life. (laughs) We're not just going to like. What an analogy! I mean, just look at God, (laughs) just setting you guys up. So then, yeah. After that, it was pretty much all. Yeah, married in. Yes, we got married. So like, we started dating April ninth. We officially, officially were like, okay, we're we're boyfriend and girlfriend. April ninth, and then we got engaged October tenth, six months later, and then we got married May thirteenth. Seven months later. So it was like one The wedding of the year. Date engaged to married was about a year. Yeah. But had known each other as friends for for like four years. That's what when we had had the conversation on the second first date, I said, you know, if we're if we're doing this, we're making the jump and going into this relationship. Like, we're not just dating around to get to know each other. Like, we already know we each other. We know like each we're other. We're either serious right. or we're not serious. So, right. like, I'm taking, like, I'm pursuing this relationship. If we mm-hmm. enter this relationship, I'm pursuing you. Yes. This is, this is it. Yes. Like, I'm serious, uh, you know, about us. And, and it wasn't was like too. this is it, as in we have to get married. No, but it was just like, no. just to be clear, like, I'm not just feeling this relationship out. Like, we've known yes. each other five years at yes. this point. That was when we started dating. So by the time we we were married, we had known each other six years. Did you have anybody at all, anybody, friend or family, that was not for this relationship? Yes. One. We did. Really? Only one. And not, he, but not the person. No, not that person. That person was like, thank God I'm not in the way anymore. <laughs> But there was one person. (laughs) There was one person who's a very close friend to John and a pretty close friend to me, but like was one of John's closest. And he thought that he, he was such a good friend with both of us. He thought, Kaylin, this is not like, he's like, look at these other people that you've been interested in, like in your history of people you're interested in. Uh Like John is not those people. Are you playing games? Are you going to hurt his heart? Are you going to do this again? Because you did this before. He didn't want to see that happen again. So it kind gotcha. of been a, a protective thing. It was out of thing. protection and caution for me. Yeah. Um, 
because he knew me well enough to know all of my love interests for the last six years before this. And he was like, yeah, this is like, this is different. Yes. Because here's the way I even felt about Dave. If you always did what you, if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. Exactly. Dave right. was so out of the box for me. I just knew I was like, oh, after our first day, I was like, this is the one in it because it's, it's it, so different. It what, did not fit the pattern. And I was like, well, none of yeah, that. Yeah, John did not fit the pattern. pattern. And and our friend who had an issue at first knew John does not fit the pattern. And so that concerns me because Kaylin has a type. Yeah. That's, that's what he thought. But it wasn't the type that was needed or that was good for exactly. you. Exactly. And what he didn't know was like the internal work that I described before where yeah. I realized, like you said, this is, it's not about a type. It's about a person. Yeah. It's about the type of person they are, their ability to lay their life down and love and my ability to do that for them. And I, you know, so I felt like I've done the in- the internal work to make sure that something that superficial doesn't stand in the way yeah. of the success of this relationship. And nobody was concerned about the age difference. Nobody. Oh, oh my gosh. Me. Our families were overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, John. Just thank you. Still, I still am for the record. <laughs> <laughs> still concerned. <laughs> Our families weren't though. No. Yeah. No. No. no, our families were overjoyed because they knew his family knew me well and, and mine knew his pretty well. And that person that was um, reserved about us came around, came around and, yeah. and came to us both and apologized mm-hmm. for expressing that concern at the beginning and blessed us. And I don't even yeah. feel like an apology was no, necessary. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't necessary. But exactly. I guess they, they apologized because they had felt that they had been critical of our relationship. Oh, gotcha. And I didn't feel it as being critical of our relationship. Yeah. I felt it like they were being a good friend and yeah. trying to make sure that I wasn't setting myself up and to be was not destroyed wrong. again. Yeah. Right? Like his actual concern was about <clears throat> my track record. Yeah. And he was in what, so like it was based on reality, what sure. he was saying. Um, he just couldn't have known like what, what the internal work that had happened. Well, no, I love that too, for even just a friend to be able to say something that's not maybe a popular opinion mm-hmm. and kind of go against that just to make sure. Make you and what that does is it helps you go, no, I feel, well, I feel and resolved it took a lot, in this. It took a lot of guts mm-hmm. to, to say that, you know, like yeah. I've had a lot of friends who have been dating people and I haven't had the guts to be like, hey, look, you should probably not date this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always kind of like, well, it's their life, yep, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> it, took, it took a lot of guts. That's for That's a good uh, them friend. to go out on a, a limb like that. And I, I mean, yeah. appreciated him yeah. looking out for me like that. And he's totally all, all, all in and all for it now. Like yeah. you yeah. said, it was a, just a short term. Are you sure you mm-hmm. want to go down this road again? Because yeah. we all, we remember. Yeah. <laughs> so lots happened in four and a half years yes. since you got yeah. married. Yes. Yeah. We have, we, we have, have babies. Two babies and eight chickens <laughs> and... One garden. What do you call your house? Like, do you have like a name? We don't really have a name. We don't really we have need, a name. Not one that's stuck anyway. We need a name. Yeah, we need a you name. Know. Some people call it more acres. Okay. Yeah. But we only have one, one acre. acre. One singular. Scant, one scant <laughs> more acre. acre. More acre. Point nine something <laughs> the, acres. The Moors need more acres. <laughs> yes. We do. Because your wedding hashtag, the more the merrier. And what else did y'all have? Y'all had all kinds of John, wedding Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> 
chickens. We're uh, into chickens and gardening. I'm into chickens and gardening. You're now. so domesticated. 2020 did it to me. Yeah. It did. I, <clears throat> something about having all the extra time in the spring just had me having wild ideas. <laughs> so we have chickens. Do you still have roost, a rooster? I have one rooster. One rooster. Yeah. And then uh, I've seen like you are getting gardens ready. Like yes. you've got your seeds planted and ready. Yes, I have like over 100 tomato seedlings <gasps> in my kitchen currently that oh, I'm not going to be able to plant them all. You want some? Yes, I okay. do. I do. Maya and I were just talking I'll about tomatoes at lunch today. Yes. They're all organic. They're, and they're like Perfect. unique Heirloom. varieties, like not things you can get locally. So yes. it'll be great. We're, we're doubling down in the gardening efforts this year. We're going from two Raised beds. raised beds to eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not doubling. That's quadrupling <laughs> yeah, yeah. down, sir. Yeah. We're quadrupling down. Well, efforts. we have si- we had two four by eight beds and raised beds, and now we have six four by eight raised beds, and then we have two two, two by, by ten. Yeah, two by ten. I think beds. raised beds in front of our chicken house, so that makes it total. Wow did then, did y'all successfully do two beds two years in a row? We've one year. Just one done year. it last okay. year. We did do two seasons, like we planted in the spring and then we planted okay. again in the fall. Okay. But yeah. Just so you feel confident year. enough, hey, we got a year under our belt, we can do this. Because you're it's more like I want to grow so many more things than I can grow in these two beds, so I have to triple it. <laughs> so where are you inspired? Just on you just go online and just start following people well, that are doing I this? I actually have one specific YouTube channel that I watch religiously. It's called Roots and Refuge Farm. And oh. it is, you would love, 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 love this family. They're spirit-filled, big family. And they do homesteading in a way that is like very relatable and approachable. Um, approachable. Yes. They're yeah. not they're not like hardcore Amish living off the land people, but they're living off of their land to the the best of their ability in a way that is right for their family. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super very inspired by her, Jessica Sowards. And so I watch her all the time on YouTube. So she's she's like my primary garden homestead inspiration. Because I think I relate to her as a person. Like she is a mom. She's spirit-filled. She's very hippie and granola, <laughs> and she is artistic. And yes. um, so I, I just feel like I get her. Like I like she, I've never met her, but I feel like we're kindred spirits. Yes. So I, I'm very inspired by her. I am. I am inspired by you because not only are you doing all of this, but you also work full time right. for our <laughs> yeah, local government, government job <laughs> as a rain county. But commissioner. I think that's why I found have found so much joy in the garden because it is very very detached from my the stresses of my daily life it's like so it's not stressful to me it's like a I mean it is hard work but it's it's a it's a way for me to get outside breathe fresh air clear my head think about something else yes so this extra hour of daylight has been very helpful for you (laughs) I hope we can keep it forever My Lord, please. Yeah, because you're basically, that's a full-time job. Like, yeah. we are doing this round with chickens, and we're like, if we keep them alive and we're still doing well, and they are, evidently we're doing something good, because oh, yeah. our egg supply is, we can't even eat them yes. fast enough. Yes. They're laying so well. So, like, okay, so. You have the I best kind like of chickens, too. We've got the chicken thing down. Mm-hmm. Let's work on something else. And, of course, Maya Cole is on board with she loves like i'm gonna tell her about that youtube channel yeah oh and yeah she's going to have so to like into it. put, put well, if she starts controls watching, on her computer if so she, she starts <laughs> watching roots and refuge you're in trouble oh you better start oh, you're, she's gonna have you want having baby goats john are you into all this gardening stuff and chicken stuff with <clears throat> kaylin or I am where in, do you fall in this i don't i don't do as much of the work the physical work as kaylin does she kind of 
takes care of that. I, we sort of split the chickens. She checks on them a little more than I do, but I do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but you know what to do with that stuff in that garden. Yes. Oh yes. yes. I, I I've gardened before before Hamilton like. Uh, when I really? before living here, mm-hmm. had several gardens. My grandparents had gardens the whole time I was growing up, so I'm familiar. Mm, whole um, new world. For I me. never gardened. Okay, good. Never. My good. parents never did. I was never around it. Because never. I'm seeing your success, and I'm like, okay, well then I can do that. Yeah. If yes. you have no oh, experience anybody either. can do it because you yeah. don't do it. God I don't does know. it. I get <laughs> exactly. Well, that's very encouraging. <clears throat> Thank I posted, you. I posted a picture of uh, seedlings that were started in the kitchen recently on my Instagram, and someone from here in Hamilton commented and said, "What are you doing? And how are you doing it?" I was like. I'm not doing anything. Like you just put God, some seeds like in you, some dirt. Like God does water it. Them. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's science. Science. Our soil has to be a certain pH, and oh, you know, no. there's this, it's, this, this. there are things. It feels intimidating. There is science. There's to tips it. and tricks for there are success. Tips and tricks, and there are ways to be more successful and have more productive plants. But like, you can't really ruin it. You, it would be better to get your hands dirty and learn, and not yeah. have a huge yield. Put your seed in the soil. Yeah. Okay. And go. Yeah, go for it. I'll get you some tomato seedlings. (laughs) Yes, we want some tomatoes. Um, Y'all do get on social media quite a bit and share what Mm -hmm. you have going on. So I want people to follow you. But John, you, uh, I've noticed a name change on your Instagram. Yeah. um, Because you're, y'all have this little side project that y'all are, y'all do that some people, most of our community knows Mm -hmm. because they're all following it. But I want everybody listening to know John Cook's. Yes. yes. Like John loves food. Yes. And cooks food and knows what to do with food. When did your love for cooking start? Um, well, it's always been there. Um, it's just, it's always been, it's always been there. A gift that the Lord placed inside like, did of you me. Have, like a grandmother that cooked or that you watched? Yes. Or? My grandmother and okay. my mother uh, were very proficient in the kitchen and my uncle um, was very proficient in the kitchen, just growing up in families. I was always in the kitchen helping when usually the other kids would go outside and throw the football around or they'd be playing cards or games or something like that. I was helping in the kitchen. So I kind of always had that and, um, always more drawn to like watching HGTV or food network and watching cooking shows and stuff like that than other filth on TV. So, you know, between the gifts of the Lord put inside of me and the Holy Spirit and watching a thousand hours of Food Network. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Who's you know, your uh, food inspiration? Um, well, I have I have several. I have several like current current inspirations. Sure. Because I want some of these people to go follow them, too. I have several. One is um, a lady on Instagram. It's No Crumbs Left. Okay. And her name's Terry Turner. Her handle is at No Crumbs Left. And she does uh, mostly Whole30 cooking. So very... Oh, that's good. Very healthful and light. Not everything. It's not 100% Whole30. I would say it's like 95% Whole30. Yeah. And um, I have her cookbook. And all of her stuff is beautiful. And she she demystifies mm-hmm. the kitchen for the normal person. The kitchen's never really been a mystery to me because I've been in it my whole life. Yes. But same. a lot of people, a lot of people are just like, I could never do what you do. And I said, and I'm always like, if you have two hands and you have a stove, you can do exactly what I do because I'm not doing anything special. Um, so she demystifies a lot of technique for people and shows people just how simple it is to cook beautifully. And then there's um, another lady, Diane Morrissey, and I believe it's just at Diane Morrissey. She's a 
uh, Irish Catholic. She's gotten like six, seven kids and, um, you know, her husband does construction, I think, or something. Anyway, so she's just always in the kitchen. She's got all these kids to feed. Wow. Um, her youngest one is still in high school and the rest are like college age. And so they're coming and going and she's got um, a lot of mouths to feed. And she does a lot. She does some healthy things, but it's a lot more family style cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not reinventing the wheel. But she's making the wheel look a lot better <laughs> than it has I looked. I am all about beautiful looking food. I, yeah. I want it to taste good, but I also want it to look good yeah, too. Because you, you have already decided before you put it in your mouth if, whether, like if it or it's not. delicious or not, yes. just by the way it's presented. That's yes, true. I agree 100% with that. What's your favorite thing to cook? Like dish or whatever. Like genre of food. Oh, uh, let's go genre. I would say if I had to narrow it down to two, it would be um, Italian food and Southern cooking. Okay. Like meat and three kind of situation. So if you were to, um, and you you go by, is it Our House of Plenty? Our House of Plenty. Our House of Plenty. Because you also have a website that you throw recepes on. Mm -hmm. And then you're posting stuff on your Instagram with all of that. If Our House of Plenty, aka John Moore was going to put out a cookbook, what would the first cookbook be? Um, we've actually talked about this. We're kind of trying to decide on that. Oh, anyway. yeah. Um, Yay, I, I think, thought I was just <laughs> asking your question. I think that the first cookbook would be brunch. Brunch. All about brunch. I love brunch. It's our favorite meal of the day. My favorite. <laughs> we feel like we should eat brunch every day. But <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm only getting it maybe once yeah, a week. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we work, work and yeah, have children. kids. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking a collection of brunch recipes. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's just special but yeah the blog is houseofplenty.net and um house of plenty wasn't available for instagram so it's our house of plenty on instagram but the blog is houseofplenty.net at house of plenty is a drag queen and so we you can't have the handle <laughs> <laughs> so don't look that one up look no, up our, our house, house of our plenty. House of plenty so um and i love because you've been posting all kinds of things that you guys are doing and i love when you talked about uh that one lady demystifying the kitchen because i grew up around food and cooking and had restaurants and it's when people say they don't know how to use a knife or crack an egg i'm like it's very i was like there's you just take the egg and you crack it like i don't understand why people are intimidated intimidated. about food and this is why people end up going, you know, processed food, packaged food, fast food, and don't actually get in the kitchen. Yeah. And there's a place for those things too. I mean, we bought a happy meal for our child today. On the way here. Uh, On the way here, we (laughs) gave Levi a happy meal because he likes them. And that's what we had time for. (laughs) I am a huge fan, if you ever just needed an idea one day for a cookbook, of uh, five ingredient meals. Okay. It's like... uh, Simple, but Simple, Mm -hmm. yeah. Just, I just need things that are simple ingredients that I would might already have. Yes. Or that are not difficult to get to because we are in a small town in Northwest Alabama. Mm-hmm. And something I think like, people need to learn is what ingredients to always have on hand so mm-hmm. that you can make any kind of meal. Have you done a blog on that one yet? No, but it is. It's it's, it's going to happen. It's in, it's in it's the cards. It's in the cards. It's going to happen. So because you all just need to follow John. Your pantry is very specific to your family. And not yeah. everybody likes to eat the way that That's we true. eat. That's so true. So it's, you know, like on a case-by-case basis. But, yeah, definitely going to be coming out with some content about what kinds of things that you should have in your pantry and what you can turn those 
into at any given time. Because mm-hmm. that's how we're able to entertain quickly or on the fly. How yes. we're able to do what we do is by keeping a well-stocked pantry. Yeah. And, um, John is totally fridge. the king of well-stocked pantry. I would I learned all of that from him because like if we had if someone told us, hey, you have to do a dinner for eight adults tonight. We wouldn't have to go to the grocery store to make that happen, like almost ever, unless it's like the end of the two week period and we're just out of groceries. Gotcha. We gotta get groceries. Yeah. So in our normal grocery haul, we have enough pantry ingredients to stretch almost any meal that's that we need amazing. to stretch. And that's just a preparation uh, layer in John's brain that I don't have. <laughs> I have it now because I've learned it, but he is totally- Who does the grocery that. shopping? We both do. Yeah, both we do, do together. Do you yeah. do any anything online and have it sent to the house? You do it all local no, we or shop within every, driving distance? We shop every two weeks and we usually go to Aldi okay. for the bulk of our stuff. That's our pantry haul. Our pantry haul is from Aldi. Uh, I guess I'm just going to have to get on the Aldi train. <laughs> and then uh, we buy our meat locally here from David's Meat Market. Yeah. And sometimes we'll hit the, there'll be a sale in the meat department at uh, Shopper's Value. Um, in town that we'll take advantage of. Sometimes. Sometimes. Usually. usually it's just from David's. And then, David's is conveniently located between my office and my mom's house where I pick up my kids. drive by every single day. <laughs> so we shop, we shop for two weeks. And then in those two weeks, you have a couple incidentals that'll pop up and we just run to the yes. local Walmart or wherever That's to so grab those That's so interesting because for March, March 1st, I did that. I did for the first time a two-week shopping trip. And then I had to go this morning Um it was not March 1st. It was like the my first shopping trip for March. And I think it fell, you know, but it's been two weeks and I'm at the tail end of it. So because I was trying to see how that would Can work. you make it work? Yep. We don't I don't use my freezer like I we just do so much fresh mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's a challenge for me. We don't eat a ton of meat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, produce can't always make it too weeks. Yeah. So I kind of, there's just that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, for us, but you're right. Every family is specific in how they need to mm-hmm. do that. But I would love that, that two week thing that I, I did for the first time. I like that mm-hmm. a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then it was just pick up the occasional thing that we may have used too much of or mm-hmm. didn't have enough yeah. for. And it, I find that you get more creative when you do it that way. Cause like by the end of those two weeks, you still have groceries, but you gotta like think about what you're gonna do. With yeah, the especially with having a blog and trying to create content, we'll have one or two things that I'll know that I want to make. Okay, I wanna make this because I wanna capture it to yes. share it with other people. And, um, but outside of that, we don't really like meal plan or grocery plan. We have a budget mm-hmm. and we go through the store and we buy all of the things that we like and, or the things that we know that we need in our pantry because we've used up uh, say diced tomatoes or black beans or something mm-hmm. in the pantry or we're out of white rice. So, you know, so we know that we know the things that we need to stock up on. Yeah. And then outside of that, we just stock up on the things that we like to use. And then during the week, we turn those things into different meals. Um, so we let the ingredients tell us what we're mm-hmm. going to going eat. To be. We rarely think, okay, we're making this meal. We need to go to the store and pick up these ingredients for this meal. We, oh, we see, rarely shop that way. way we I, almost always shop. shop ingredients first. These are the ingredients that we're going to have on hand in the next two weeks. And then we're going to make meals that we can make out of these ingredients. I think I'm going to try that because it's, that would challenge me. I think you spend less money that way, 
on. Gotcha. I think if you just go through for us, that's why we like shopping at Aldi because it is simple shopping yes. because it is pared down. Yes. You don't have as many options of every single thing. And you're having to shop seasonally when right. there's fresh stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's for mm-hmm. it, you're using what is mm-hmm. in yep. season. So then we buy all the vegetables that look great to us. We buy all of the canned goods that we know that we like to keep in our pantry all the time. We buy all of our not all the time things, olive oil, butter, yes. you know, our, we, we keep dairy in the house. We do milk and butter and sour cream and stuff like yeah. that. So we just buy all the things that we know are our staples and um, the canned goods that are our staples that we can use to create several dishes that we like and yeah. then or or genres of food that we like. Like we do a lot of tomato products because we love Italian food. We love red sauce. We love uh, Mexican food. Mm-hmm. We love enchilada stuff. You mm-hmm. know, so we, we can do a lot with tomato. So we yes. always stock up on tomato products. Canned goods. But with this uh, tomato garden, you're That's about right. to plant right. all these seeds. You might not need to buy as many tomatoes. So I love it. Um, big things coming for you guys. So I'm excited to be following along yes. on this journey. More blog posts, please. More Levi in the kitchen. There's even bigger things. There is. Coming. So There are. Yeah. Are we talking about it yet? I don't know. Are we? Do you want to? It's up to you. No, it's up to you. It's your big things. It's I love it. It's your podcast. <gasps> what are we doing? Let's do it. Tell me. Okay. Well, are you sure? You ready? I just quit my job. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> effective uh, end effective of May. end of May. I put in a resignation for the you, end of May. What? And we've leased a building in downtown Hamilton. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is the reaction I was wanting. Wait! So, coming soon to downtown Hamilton will be House of Plenty's Studio Kitchen. Stop it! Yep. What? So, yeah. there will be a place to create content and blogs and videos, do in-person uh, classes, virtual classes, uh, do catering. There'll be an event venue to rent for people to have birthday parties, baby showers, um, etc. Corporate events. meetings, Christmas parties. Stop it. Fundraisers, banquets. No. Stop it. And then also a venue that could be used for creative classes, like for someone to come in and teach a class on something and have a beautiful space to host it in. So it's going to be one large, pretty space with one big, beautiful kitchen in it. But the, in, while the kitchen is the focal point, there's a lot of space between the door and the kitchen yes so that you could have an event <gasps> oh my <laughs> surprise. surprise this we podcast just... is about life transitions isn't it <laughs> yes <laughs> it's changing my life <laughs> which building it is it has a yellow front right now it i know the, the yellow house. building that's the best building ever <laughs> And it has that back entrance. Yes. And it has that little loft space up there. It is being <gasps> renovated currently. Mm-hmm. There's currently no roof on it. A friend of ours owns it. Yes, I know who owns it. And he's well, renovating he it. it out because I... You we, wanted nope. it? <laughs> <laughs> At least you know it's Let's going to a good say I am very familiar with that building. <laughs> Interesting. And I am so excited. Yes. When so. do we expect... Well, I'll start uh, working on that um, full-time in June, hoping to be open by August. Shut up. 
So like sometime between June and August, the actual kitchen installation will, will be, be finished. Yeah. This is so exciting. Yeah, and possibly do pop-up events, you know, like a ticketed Valentine's dinner. Y- you or have to. Things like you that. You have to. So Maybe. What, what it is not is a restaurant. Yeah, it is no. not a restaurant. What it is is everything else. <laughs> yes. Which yes. is everything you're so great at, yes. both of you. Thank and you. I even love uh, that how well y'all two work together on these things and creatively and in the kitchen and just everything you guys do. It's like God put Jonathan <laughs> It's like he was the one. Well, <laughs> 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 he is. He is. <laughs> it only took me five years to arrive at that conclusion. Uh, and so we're going to call this House, House of, of Plenty, Plenty Studio Kitchen. Or House Studio of, I think Kitchen. House of Plenty Kitchen. It's a working title. It's a working studio title. kitchen. And there are, are you doing stuff on YouTube? I've seen a few things. There is a few things on YouTube. There will be more There will be YouTube more. So where do we need it? We just need to be following on Instagram. Right? Instagram. Okay. Instagram is the hub. Instagram okay. is the hub. Our house of plenty. Our house of plenty. Mm-hmm. You could also go to the blog, which is houseofplenty.net. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot of free content on houseofplenty.net if you want to look yeah. through recipes and make something yes. new. And so this is how we're going to know I what's think happening. If you follow John happening. on Instagram at Our House of Plenty, you will be able to follow the journey of the renovation of this building Yes, and the opening of this facility and all of the things that will come along with that. We have just recently been announcing, because um, I submitted my resignation last Friday, so okay. we're just now telling the people closest to us. <gasps> Uh, we haven't made a formal public announcement yet, but that'll be um, coming up here soon in the next week or two. Okay. So by the time this podcast, it will probably be airing, simultaneous with the with podcast. this one. Yeah, yeah. nope, it's going to be perfect. I am beyond thrilled. Is that what you thought was going to happen? She yeah. had a hint that something was up, and I she didn't felt know exactly. Like there was like some kind of transition, and Kaylin <clears throat> said it's not another baby, and I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm not real sure, but it wasn't. I didn't know fully like this is so much more than I was expecting. <laughs> like this is above and beyond. Oh, it's a, it's not a, I mean, you're, you're flying. It's not, <laughs> I mean, there is no, yes, yes, this is yes. a, you're that. jumping yes. and flying and that's it. We have complete peace about the decision. I mean, obviously it was hard to arrive at, but like the Lord has opened doors. He's kissing opportunities. It's time. Yeah. And I have complete peace about that. What is, gives me bubble guts is like everything after the job. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I make a living doing this? Can yes. I support my family doing yes. this? That's the unknown yes, you can. because I've been punching a clock for 23 years. Yeah. So I've been working on other people's risk and, yes. and making a living on other people's money. And I've never gone out fully on my own to do that thing. Yeah. And that's scary. It's, you know, it's unnerving, but I know that it's it's the right decision because it's the, more exciting than it is scary. So, yeah. what did you say though about the seed in the dirt? How are you making that grow? God does it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> how is House of Plenty? Amen. Yeah. How is this going to work for you? God's God going to do it. it. Absolutely. Eh, yes. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> 
I hate that we went through, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes and we're just now finding out. Like, I'm it's glad okay you to really, the It's really all there is to share at this yeah. moment. It's like, this is happening. There's lots on the horizon, yeah. but there's still a lot of questions that we have to answer on just the details of walk it out. How? Yeah. Hey, and I love that you're willing to share this part of the story and the journey with everyone. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you want to feel like, I don't want people to know I don't really have it all together and I don't really know the yeah. answers to those questions. Nope. This is what it's like. You just walk it out and you're inviting yeah. people on this journey with yes. you and everyone is cheering. Yeah, we definitely don't have it all together, but hopefully we will come August <laughs> of 2021. <laughs> and you'll figure it out as you yes. go. Yeah. So. Best day ever. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't tell me in the beginning because my brain, I would you not have been, been able to think about it. Yes, yeah. I would have had all kinds of thoughts and ideas. Like right now, my brain won't stop. Wait, since yeah. it's hard to get John on the podcast, we had to just go ahead and throw out <laughs> everything we could. <laughs> this is how we met, dated, married. This is our life now. And boom, this is our next life Because I probably won't be able to get to John for another year and a half after his <laughs> He's life. He's going to be busy. He's going to be a little. He, well, busy. he will be busy and freer than ever before at the same time because so he true. will be his own boss. He'll be Yes. his own schedule. He'll be doing everything yeah. on his own time. And everything that he loves and that God created yes. him to do. All of his gifts will be able to be fully yes. utilized. activated. Nothing alive. on the shelf anymore. Nope. I love it. Congratulations. Thank so you. So proud of you. I can't wait. Oh my, I'm still a little speechless. When people I love take a leap of faith to pursue those big dreams inside of them, it makes me so excited to see what God is going to do with their seed of faith that they're willing to water with their hard work, prayer, and maybe a few tears. Like John said, we just water the seed, God makes it grow. If you're not already following their journey online, go find them on an Instagram under the name at Our House of Plenty. I've also included that info in our show notes today. Friend, wow, what a great day. And I hope you continue to have a great week. Thanks for joining us, and I'll save you a seat again next week as we sit around the table, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what's next, God. God.